0: welcome back to cool side podcast this is episode number 62 and i'm your host rachel anthony thanks for joining in for yet another episode i'm super pumped on this one um emily is the owner and founder of crush camp which is a boutique fitness studio in calgary that focuses on running and circuit training emily shares her journey um opening up the studio after finding a similar workout when she lived in nashville And She didn't want to leave it. So she came to Calgary looking for the same thing and couldn't find it So she decided to open up a fitness studio herself She talks about her struggle with weight loss the struggle with finding something she liked when working out and balancing a stressful job Um, this is everything that led her to owning her own studio and one that believes in community and supporting each other. And as she says on her website, turning non-athletic people into athletes. Emily talks about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and her advice for anyone thinking about starting a business. This was such a great conversation. Emily and I had gone for coffee a few months ago, maybe three or four months ago. And our coffee date was nonstop talking about businesses, being an entrepreneur, starting a business, running your business, social media and fitness in general and everything like that. And so I knew her episode would be just as good as our coffee date was and it is. So I'm excited to let you listen to it. So let's jump into it. Here is Emily. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm speaking with Emily from Crush Camp. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, before we get started, do you want
1: to introduce yourself and give us three fun facts to break the ice? Oh, sure. All right, so my name is Emily Slav. I'm the owner of Crush Camp. Uh, three fun facts. Okay, first of all, I'm a huge musical theater junkie. I've been in over 20 productions in so the last- you've been in them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I used to perform, and I actually have like a minor in music from UFC very randomly. Um, I lived in Nashville, Tennessee for two years, not in music at all, but actually working <laughs> in advertising. I actually spent a lot of time denying that I was a musician, because in Nashville, you have to be a real musician to be a musician. Um, but I did meet Garth Brooks and Dave Grohl when I was there, so that was wow. pretty cool. Um, and then I actually met my husband, Ross, playing kickball in Nashville, and for the friends then in the audience, it was our friend Rachel who introduced us. She wow. was at the wedding, nothing happened, but our wedding hashtag was the one where Ross marries Emily. Oh my God, that's amazing
0: those were great facts <laughs> talk about like not knowing someone we were just talking about that and right. then you have these like random facts
1: fun fact friday totally
0: yeah. <laughs> okay and before we talk about crush camp yeah in um, your journey let's go
1: back a little bit what did you think you're going to be when you grow up what was that oh well the dream was to be on broadway for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh but probably more realistically like a music teacher yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> is that still like a goal or oh no I, I actually go? say
1: sometimes i'm like teaching is like performing you got the lights you got the mic you're like performing putting on a show for everybody True. Like, there's a lot of similarities you can start doing just like karaoke friday at crush camp i do start do I, oh yeah i've talked about doing like a show tune sunday class but i don't know if anybody would show up. <laughs> like, <just> you. <laughs> if anybody wants it please message me and what was your relationship with fitness like before opening the studio? Oh gosh, so I grew up dancing. Mom put me in with you three, like mom's do. Um And I liked the performing element when I was young, but I was just never naturally like athletic or like kind of a slim build. And so you kind of hit that 13, 14 age where girls get pretty competitive and a little bit on the cattier side and it just stops being fun. So I quit that started trying up for teams. I think I was cut from like everything first round because I'm just like not naturally athletic. Um, so that wasn't working for me so I needed an activity and I kind of got more into the theater and music world in school but unfortunately I was really just lacking movement in my life and so I gained quite a bit of weight so by my 14th birthday I was 170 pounds and I like couldn't it, size 12 pants at a gap when my friends were all literally buying low rise bootleggers or boot cut jeans, but a bootlegger or Roxy and whatever. Um, and my mom and all of her love was I could see this was kind of going a bad direction. And she took me to a yoga class, and we got kicked out. And she told <laughs> me to kung fu when I got a bleeding dose. And finally, she's like, honey, let's join the gym together. So I remember we went to Only Women's Fitness, I was 14, um, we had to get special permission for me to work out, and I started going to the step classes with the old ladies <laughs> three times a week, I took the city bus there after school, mm-hmm. and then in grade 9, I guess I lost 25 pounds in a year, and then I was healthy again, but that just kind of began, I guess, my relationship with the gym,
0: working out. And so how did that translate into now owning a fitness studio, do you want to share that God, yeah.
1: So, I mean, all through university and then kind of when I started working, I always worked out because it was something I had to do, not necessarily something I'd like to do. Um, And I'd kind of do something for a few months and then get bored and try something. But I literally did it all in university. You do, you do the circuits, you try a trainer, you tried the squash. We all tried squash for a minute, right? <laughs> um, I did kickboxing and then you start working. You're like, okay, I'm downtown. I'm going to do like the outdoor boot camps and run the stairs and go to the Talisman Center um, and try Zumba when that was, I don't know, is that something? <laughs> and then I started working. I, you know, I tried CrossFit for a hot second, but... Everything I would do, I kind of did for two or three months, then I'd fall off, either because I got bored um, or because I just wasn't getting results, and then I'm kind of done for a while, and then I'm like, I should get back at it, and nothing ever kind of really stuck. Um, I moved to Nashville with my career in advertising when I was 24, and just because it's the States, they have so much more down there than. We didn't have yet so I tried bar there before it was a thing here and I tried boxing and I tried um, all these different kind of classes and studios I signed up for my first half marathon just to have something to do other than drinking because uh, Nashville is a drinking city with a music problem for sure um, so I did all this and that was actually also where I tried a treadmill based hit class for the first time um, and that was I think when I when I kind of found my space because I'd never been fast, even when I was running, I was usually kind of at the back. Um, but when you're on a treadmill, it doesn't matter how fast the person beside you is. And I felt pretty badass when I was like, sprinting at <laughs> 10 miles an hour, even if they were at 14. Um, and I love the feeling of like 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 the, the look that my biceps got when I was like curling a 15-pound dumbbell. And you know, I felt badass and cool and the fast intervals were great for me because it kept my mind from wandering and it kept me in the moment and it was fast and intense and different every day. And I can honestly say, like, for the first time in my life, I'm like, hey, I may not be fast, but I can sprint. I may not be the strongest, but I but I feel jacked, and I felt like an athlete for the first time. And when you never mm-hmm. felt like that, it's a pretty empowering feeling.
0: Totally. Well, and especially if you're in a room where it is just, like, you. Like, it's you're just doing it for yourself, mm-hmm. and it's not so much of a comparison especially if your mind wanders and you start like watching other people and then you're just like oh god like what am I even doing
1: here I think that's why the dark thing has become such a thing because you can kind of get in the zone totally you're not looking (laughs) at everybody else dying around you yeah it lets you get in like your space and I know even in our studio that's why like you in front of the mirror you can kind of like block everybody else out from around you and just and get in the zone with yourself right yeah exactly no
0: i Really agree with that yeah. um, don't necessarily agree with the running part but like, <laughs> I understand what you're saying yeah
1: no fair enough well and I, I think for me like I said I hadn't been a runner but I, mm. but you know I mean it's a pretty natural I mean a natural um, totally. movement that we kind of all do from a young age um, and at the time too like I had a pretty busy career um, I worked some long days and it was pretty stressful and, and it was like I could go to class after work and and it was short and fast in attempts but then I was done right. and I would like leave the sweat a puddle on the floor or you know like me I leave the stress behind too right um I got I started to get focused on like getting faster and getting stronger rather than always just like losing weight or I'm doing this because of guilt or I'm doing this because I ate too much or I'm doing this because I have to right and then that was like I say that was a big mental shift for me Mm -hmm. so um when I was coming back I guess from Nashville like I was only ever supposed to be there for two years um Mm -hmm. and when I was coming back to Canada to Calgary after I was like I'm going to miss this at the time we still only really had like Yoga and spin. That was pretty much it here. That was 2014. So I was like, yeah, I, I think this is this is what I want to do.
0: Okay, so now let's then then what? Then <laughs> so how did I, you how did John you decide Reagan. that? Yeah. <laughs> how did you decide mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um and then what do you do once you decide that? What
1: yeah. What? Um so okay, so I always wanted to do this owner. Um I think I always kind of knew that growing up. I just had that in the back of my mind, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just got a business degree and started working in marketing. <laughs> like, um, so now I'm like, okay, this is a thing. I think there's going to be other people who would be into this too, into this idea. Um, so yeah, so how did that happen? So I was like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I was coming back and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then um, the timing wasn't quite right. So I met, like you say, my now husband in Nashville, um, and we moved back and he quit his job and we both traveled for a bit. So he had to kind of get restarted. So I went back to my current job, but I knew then, by then in the back of my mind, that like this is what I wanted to do. That I wanted to take what I found was like an empowering and body kind of like strength and cardio workout that didn't exist in Calgary it wasn't something you could already do here but I also wanted to take my own kind of flair and and personality to it and my experience of having been to studios in the past where I felt like where I felt excluded I guess where I found that they were just were intimidating or about the image more than they were about kind of the community and the growth element of it and I was like I think there's an opportunity for for a community that's truly welcoming to anybody, no matter your starting point. And it's going to to push you no matter kind of where you're starting from. Um, So, yeah, I I kind of started formulating, I guess, that idea in the back of my mind. Um, And then that was kind of over the next, um, it it, it took five years, I think, to to kind of bring that all to fruition. It took time for my husband to get settled and started and established and for it just to be the right time for us, uh, both in our lives before I was kind of ready to make that leap
0: right um and then so when you decided to then you were like ready to go what were kind of like the steps that you took to now like to then have an actual studio
1: oh well getting fired was a big step
0: i <laughs> <laughs> mean that always, helps.
1: That always <laughs> helps yeah i think i might not be the only entrepreneur ever who was like a wanting to make the jump, but like a little bit nervous, letting go (laughs) of the stability of a career and a salary. Um, But by gosh, what year would that have been? I think it was three years ago this spring. Um, I was in a job that I just, I really wasn't happy and I didn't want to be there. I always joke that I'm a terrible employee, but it's not really Which is why I needed to be an entrepreneur. But um, I I was so wanting to do this and ready to do this, but just terrified to make the leap. It felt selfish, you know? And and like, when is it ever the right time to just say goodbye to your full time salary? And um, honestly, I think that everybody around me knew it. Like, I'm not great at hiding how I'm feeling. And and one day, my boss was like, you know what? Like, Like, this isn't working. Like, you're not happy here. We're not happy. Like, it's not working. It's time for you to go. And he was right. Um, so I'm actually like, that's one of those things where in hindsight, actually I think even in the moment I knew that this was good, like I called my husband and he laughed. <laughs> and when, when your husband laughs and so you just got fired, that's usually a good sign that it's, it's time. So um, I think by then I'd already finished my certification to be an instructor because I was a okay I want to open a fitness studio but I've never taught fitness class in my life so I should probably figure that out. So I literally just started by getting my AFLCA certification to teach classes. and. I um, found a couple studios in town that I liked and asked them if they were looking for instructors, and I started teaching. Um, now I was unemployed, so um, I went and got a part-time job at Lululemon just to, to meet people and, and just kind of get part, become part of that community and get to take some classes and stuff like that too. And um, every month I would just kind of at the beginning of the month like write down the things I was going to do this month to get <laughs> me closer to what I needed to do. So I was like, okay, what are the things I have to figure out? I have to figure out how much a lease is going to cost me. I have to figure out how much a bill that was going to cost me. I have to figure out who's going to help me do this because I don't know how to program classes. Um, And so I just started making appointments with with bankers. Bankers are really helpful, so (laughs) that's one bit of advice I'd say. They know everybody. Um, So I met with bankers. I met with real estate agents Just and started kind of like filling in the holes and the questions and the gaps of all of the things that I didn't know. Um, Ultimately, it was in going to those classes and meeting myself and talking to people and saying like, hi, I'm Emily, I know you've never heard of me, but I've started a fitness studio. Um, They ended up meeting Mel Chapman, who owns Studio Revolution at the time, and I became a client there. um, And she was just a really wonderful and warm Personality, and for those who don't know this story, it ended up coming to pass. That was about kind of March that we first started really talking. Um, And six months later, she actually told me that she was looking to sell her studio, and that actually ended up being the foundation for what we were able to build British Camp off of.
0: Which is awesome, and it's it's a super good spot too. Like, I know everyone was sad when Studio Mm -hmm. Rev closed, but it's good that it was replaced with something like equally as great and a fitness studio, you know, you don't want that like whole she had a great like atmosphere there so you don't want it to just like die into some sort of like tim Hortons or something you know like it's good that it became what it is and that was really
1: important to her like she was like she wanted her community the community to be able to kind of live on and survive and thrive and we have very similar value sets in terms of like what we what we valued in in our communities and and in movements. um so it was just a really good and natural fit and i'm still actually really happy to say that Still, have at least eight or nine of those team members still coach with us, and a lot of that client base, too. Like, they're really just amazingly warm and receptive and and welcome to a totally different concept and a new idea. Um, But, but, you know, like like the foundation of the community is is so similar and the values are so similar that that was just an incredible, serendipitous, like, way
0: to just kind of kick off that journey. Right, no that's awesome. And did you ever like have moments of overwhelm when you were, I mean I knew the answer to that question because I feel overwhelmed just listening to you, but what were those like as you were going through and how did you like tell yourself it was going to be okay?
1: Oh gosh, I mean you fake until you make it, right? I think we still have moments of, i enjoy sure any business owner else will tell you moments of overwhelm on a daily basis, but every time you get through something then I think you just have to turn around and well, I did that and it didn't kill me, so <laughs> on to the next. We opened December 2017, and 12 days later, our heaters went out, our pipes burst, and we had a flood. Uh, 12 days after opening, so just with all the excitement, and just over New Year's and New Year's resolutions right. too, right? So that's one of those, like, if it doesn't kill you, kind of moments, and I still have those on the regular. Um, yeah, I think you just take the knocks and you do the best you can, and and you just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's
0: that's a very optimistic way to look at it, which I think people need. Like you just have to keep going; otherwise, you get stuck. Yeah, and then you're right? just drowning, and
1: then you. Can't there's no option, right? Yeah, and totally. especially I think when you are like leading a team, and when this is when you're all in, there's no safety net anymore. Like, so there's no options just like yeah guys I just quit. Yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> fantasize about that when you're working for somebody else. You right. can we all fantasize about like walking out on my boss and just telling them to up off. Anyway, um you can't really do that as a business owner. So and and that's just that's what you sign up for. So you, you make it work, right? Yeah. Well and you made it work, which is good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, it's um, so do you want to just talk a little bit about what Crush Camp is and what people can expect yeah. from the workout and where did the name come
1: from? Like a little yeah intro into Crush Camp. For sure. So Crush Camp, we talk about training for the high performance lifestyle. So, our um, kind of signature class is a 50 minute HIIT class. Um, So, we combine running on these non motorized uh, treadmills called the Skill Mill. We're actually the first studio in North America to have them. Um, They're great, they remove a lot of the impact. So, a lot of people with knee pain, ankle pain, hip pain, can't run outside, do find that they can run on the Skill Mills, which is awesome. And then, strength training on the floor. So, we use dumbbells, kettlebells, bands, you name it. So, every class is always different and they're all designed to be full body. There'll be a muscular focus every day, but it's always a full body workout, and it's always a strength and cardio workout. Because one of the things that I found like, back to my journey when I was trying everything under the sun, was there wasn't a lot out there for truly balanced, full body workouts. Okay, like and find you know, you go to spin, but then you have to go and work your upper body and core after. Or you go to yoga but i also like wine so I not to go for a run and i always found like i was trying to like layer things together and build things on together to kind of get that balanced full body workout so our classes are 50 minutes of sweaty hot intensity um but, but we're very focused on goals and improvement so rather than focusing on numbers or calories or or you know a number on the scale we encourage you every day to round up through a little bit faster, we have metrics, we celebrate PR as your personal record sprints. people get excited about. Um, we encourage you to lift heavier as you get stronger. All of our instructors are certified to be able to provide modifications so no matter your starting point, um, wherever you're at, uh, they, they will help you to make sure that you're giving good form and then encourage you as you get stronger to continue to lift heavier. So it means that um, we can limit the plateau and make sure you're always growing so we say it never gets easier but you get stronger and that to me is just that's life you know that's metaphor for life and that's why we talk about training for the high performance lifestyle because i believe the same thing if you can continually focus on the growth and on what's next and on self-improvement um then you'll never regress and you'll never get stuck in any one point right no and it's like you said, then you
0: you keep going because there's a lot of fitness classes like spin or like they're all great, but then you do kind of, you get to your edge of it where you're like, well, I've done it so much that it it's fun, but I'm not really like doing anything more. Mm-hmm. So it's good because then it gives someone they can go every day and keep going every day rather than have to have a gym membership and a spin membership and like all of these things to like you said, like combine it. So now yeah. they can just go get it done and then you have people to actually keep pushing you. Because sometimes in classes, you're just like, I'll just be at the back and I'll
1: just, I'll just cruise through
0: this class. and so that was the
1: start <laughs> of my life. Like, it's like, if I go to spin, I sit in the back row and I just, like, don't add to the <laughs> dial. <laughs> and I just, like, and it doesn't matter because nobody knows. And yes. um, we joke, like, there's no hiding in our classes. Um, and, and it's true, you know, it's like, if you're slacking off, then the coach will be like, come on, Rachel, I guess <laughs> like, you should move on. Um, And not to say that, like, we're accommodating of every level and um, I'm conscious of your starting point, and everybody has a different starting point, and that's great, but the goal is to challenge yourself every day. Um, and you asked where the name came from, but, but my goal is that every single day you leave crush camp, you walk out after 50 minutes feeling sweaty, hot, satisfied, but knowing that you crushed it, and being ready to kind of take that feeling of endorphins and that rush and that like just sense of positivity and self fulfillment out with you into the day. Because if you can accomplish this 50 minutes and you can push yourself to do something that you didn't think you did, that you didn't think you could do, imagine what else you can do in your life. Right. No, I love that. That's
0: awesome. Um, and on the website, let just read the website. You describe Crush Camp as a place where unathletic people become athletes which I think is so funny and it makes it, like you said, less intimidating than a lot of other like boutique fitness studios. So um, what would you tell people that are scared to try Crush Camp and are intimidated by the boutique fitness like vibe?
1: Okay, so trying something new is intimidating. There's no two ways about it. Um, But everybody has a starting point for sure. And I guess I would say to those people – as somebody who's been in that situation, as somebody who's walked into other studios and felt alone and felt intimidated and felt like not part of the pack or part of, or welcomed in, I guess I just have a commitment to you that when you walk into Crush Camp, you will feel welcomed and part of the community from the second you walk in. So we ask all of our first-timers to come 30 minutes early and we will just sit down with you one-on-one. We're gonna chat about your lifestyle, your background, your goals, what brought you in, learn about any limitations that you have, anything that your body doesn't allow you to do, so that we can make sure that we can actually tailor your class to you, and then introduce you personally to your coach where you'll get your own one-on-one orientation on the equipment and everything to make sure you're feeling comfortable and confident and ready for class. We throw out high-fives like confetti. <laughs> I'm sure you remember, Rachel. Um, and and um, we always say, like, you get to take your speed and you take your weights and you take your modifications. It doesn't matter what the person beside you is doing, but we're still going to support each other and cheer each other on the whole way, and then we all cross the finish line together.
0: Yeah, and that's, like, actually what it feels
1: like. Like, as a
0: person who's done the classes, that is, like, people are so pumped. And giving high-fives, you can't, you can't have judgment when you're high fiving someone. Like it's a very <laughs> weird like contradiction. Like you just can't because you've like made that connection.
1: So Well, we also have um it's actually serious on our policies page we do have a no asshole policy. <laughs> and the people who like aren't into throwing out high fives, they just don't fit. Like if yeah, you don't know totally. that's not your thing, then then it's not gonna be your place. And that's yeah. totally fine. We're very big into community. Um it's one of our core values. So we call our community the wolf pack. Um and uh, yeah, we're very much into supporting each other. We will cheer each other on, you will before long, all know each other's names. The coach will know everybody's name and use them in class. And then that comes for two reasons. And one is because it's a this is a it's life is tough, you know, and, and wellness is tough and self-improvement is is tough and it's like not a straight road, but nobody should have to go at it alone and it's way more fun and, and just way more achievable, I find, with the community and with people to kind of lift you up and support you along the
0: Totally. Well, then you look forward to like going to the class. Like even if you think you might still die, at least there's like people where it's fun. It's like the social aspect. And then you're also getting a good workout. Yeah. Which is good. Instead of like the gym where if you don't want to go, well, you don't have to go. No one's there like waiting for you. And like, you know, like you just, you have accountability when you're like looking forward to the people you're going to see.
1: And again, this comes from my background. I'm the person who hates going right. to the gym. <laughs> totally. Like, I <laughs> cannot work out on my own. Ask any of my trainers. Like <laughs> They will all tell you, like, no, I'm like, yeah, she won't. Um, I need, I need the power of community and the people around me, both, like, the people working out with me and the coaches just encouraging me to go a little bit further, and that's what most of the people we find who come into our studio say, is it's like, I'll do things in here that I, I wouldn't do on my own, I wouldn't push myself on my own, I wouldn't challenge myself on my own, but the great part is there's no. Those skill miles so far go to 17 miles an hour. That's what we've seen, and they won't stop there. So um, and we just keep on buying bigger weights too. So it's like you never will plateau or stop or, or find that you don't get growth
0: anymore. Yeah, and for this ties into fitness, and I know it must have like been a little bit of your background and people that you see that come into the studios, but just in general for people that have low self-esteem or self-confidence, um, what kind of advice do you have around that for
1: people? Yeah, I mean, I say celebrate the wins, like the small things. Um, and I really recommend writing them down. So I will tell you that like every single day before I go to bed, I write down my three wins for today. It started as gratitude, but then they were almost the same. My gratitude was always like, my husband and my warm bed and my health. <laughs> and then I turned it into my daily wins. And sometimes a win is having a difficult conversation. Sometimes it's just squeezing in my workout. Sometimes it's washing my hair, you know. <laughs> But it's like to me when you celebrate those little wins. I talk about like setting goals and crushing them, like writing down I'm going to do this, and then being able to kind of cross that off the list. You kind of you get this little release of just dopamine where your brain goes like, okay, hey, cool, it felt good to accomplish that. Let's do the next thing, and it becomes this um, this kind of virtuous cycle, right? Where it's like, cool, I did one thing, so I'm going to do something else. I want to do something else, and it and it just and creates that great cycle. I think a lot of people that I've to struggle with um, especially body confidence. And as somebody who's been there myself, if all you're ever saying is I need to lose 10 pounds, I hate my fat, I hate my gut, I hate whatever. Um, there's not, that's not actionable. There's not something you can do about that, and even even losing weight isn't really actionable. Like you like, there's so many factors that are outside of your control that sometimes you feel like you're doing everything right and it doesn't happen. But if you can shift that focus instead to say my goal is gonna to be today just to put on pants, or tomorrow it's gonna to be, or this week it's gonna be that I'm gonna to go to two classes, or this week that it's gonna be I'm gonna pick up the 15 pounds instead of the 10 pound dumbbells, or this week it's gonna be like I'm gonna go all out for my run and I'm gonna hit my new PR sprints if you can focus on those forward-moving goals instead set those things that you truly can achieve and you can accomplish and you can stay focused on that improvement and that growth and that development. We have so many women in our city right now who are like working on their pull-ups or working on their push up from their toes or, or working on improving their speed or being able to run for three or six minutes without stopping. If you focus on that, guess what? The rest falls into play and you'll feel better. Um, your body will feel better, but you'll become focused on positive instead of the negative. Um, Brendan Burchard is one of my favorite writers, and he says, he's like, if you drive down a road, always just trying to like avoid the potholes, you'll just run yourself right off the road, right? Like you'll you'll never get anywhere. So rather than focusing on like avoiding this and I can't do this and I can't eat this or like I need to lose this or, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Focus on what you can do, what is in your control. Write those things down when you're proud of them and then you have this whole book, this whole journal full of things that you can be really proud of accomplishing. And I know that for me and a lot of people in our that community, that's been really And actually the last thing I want to add to that is you have to surround yourself with people who inspire you too. Um, It's so much harder to do alone, you know, but if you can surround yourself, whether that's a fitness community or a church or a community group or or a women's group or just your friends or your family, whoever that is, with people who inspire you and like just make you want to be a better person, the rest will... Ooh, fall into place and if you need those people call me I don't yeah.
0: <laughs> sign up for crush Camp. that's where they all <laughs> are it's fine. Yeah. um and what have you learned in terms of confidence and leadership about yourself since you starting oh so
1: much on the daily um i think that everybody's everybody's got their story everybody has their challenges and everybody has their demons I don't think it ever goes away, um, and I think the further into like this like entrepreneurial world I get, and this like world surrounded with like high achievers and high performers, you can have the strong the strongest person who has like the most amazing friend the most amazing Instagram profile or whatever, but we all have. insecurities and our demons and our bad days and there are moments when i'm like how can i lead this group when i still feel like i had a fat day wait i can't have a fat day you don't talk about those right like we have those moments right and like that little chubby 13 year old girl still lives inside me and she still eats a full bag of blue tortilla (laughs) chips on the weekend sometimes and that's fine right but i think that um as we progress and again like like just move forward we can learn not to let those those kind of like inner demons and inner voices kinda of get in our way. Um, and they, they stop holding you back. Like you can just kind of look at them and be like, mm, all right. Like <laughs> time just put on our big girl pants and like and like move on and forward through that. But everybody's still got that and and we're all human and, and that's just life. That's just life. Totally <laughs> yeah.
0: agreed with that.
1: <laughs> Summary is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and how has fitness overall changed your life now that you're
1: full into the (laughs) fitness
0: realm how has that like changed your like perspective or your confidence
1: it still is so I'm in fitness for the long term game um I don't really care that much what it looks like today I'm more concerned about the fact that we're living longer and longer and I want to be able to chase my grandkids up a mountain when I'm 90 and I fully intend to be able to um and I think especially for us younger people it's hard to sometimes think about that, but I don't know about you. But I have grandparents who are aging and losing mobility and have pain, and, and I know people in my life who I love who spent far too many years hunched over a desk, thinking that they were going to be able to enjoy all this freedom and and um, free time and activities when they're older, only to realize that it was too late. Um, and I think we, as we become more and more aware of chronic illnesses and injuries and um, and autoimmune disorders and everything, they could say. I think we know more and more and more how important it is to create those healthy routines and i can tell you rachel that five years ago i did not have a healthy routine like i woke up too early i worked too hard i ate and drank too much and i went to bed too late and i had too little movement um and i just looked at my life and i was like this is not heading in a great direction if i want to live to be 100 and i do and i fully intend to mm-hmm. so i think that was what it was about for me now took a pretty drastic measure <laughs> in like, in, like, and I don't, I'm not saying that everybody who wants to be healthy 100 needs to quit their job and start a gym, but that was just my experience, and now what I love about it is it's, like, I learn something new every day, I'm constantly learning about my body and mobility and the newest, and, like, the newest research and, like, and what we have to know and, like, how we can improve our longevity and then saying, hey, how can we share this with our, um, community and, and how can we create new offerings and so even within our studio we created a runner's rehab program because I looked around and saw how many uh, the runners in the community that I know struggle with injuries and pain especially in their knees and big glue engagement is a big challenge so we're like okay cool how can we educate runners on like how to have that engagement and that mobility um, and, and we create more and more offerings and programs like that that I can say okay well cool. how can we share this and make this accessible
0: right well now it like it's one thing for our grandparents and all of them that didn't have to read the, they didn't have the internet basically <laughs> the internet has given us there's yeah. really no excuse now to live your life like that and to not understand what you're doing to yourself you know and there's so many opportunities and resources and places and people now that want to encourage
1: you to do it so yeah and i want to just i guess be part of this solution instead of being right. part of the problem and it's like I, I always use myself as the litmus test still. I'm like, okay, cool. My body is still athletic, so My body is still cranky with me on a daily basis. And so I'm saying, cool, like, what do I need? Um, you know, one of our next examples is in like, how many people do I know get injured, go to physio, have a list of exercises to do, don't do them. Go back two weeks later, say I still hurt. The physio says, did you do your exercises? You're like, well, no. You know, so one of our next challenges is we're solving basically that, like group mobility and, and group physio, essentially. It's like how people create that same accountability around some of the smaller, fine muscle control and, and uh, rehabilitation control and pre-habilitation control, right? To keep us all moving better and just looking better. lives. Mm-hmm. I love it Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and you are now opening a second studio which is super exciting so let's talk about that because I've seen your social media about how much (laughs) extra work goes into another location so do you want to talk about like when you decided you need to open another one um, and just
1: the process that yeah totally yeah so we're opening the east village in august which is super exciting um i always knew that i didn't want Crash camp to just be like a one-stop shop it was never just going to be a single location um it's something pretty unique and pretty special and i just want to be able to expand our ability to not only share that with the community and with the world around us but also our ability to bring in the like, great resources and tools to our members and value to our members because with scale you're afforded those opportunities just like to be able to do that sort of thing. Our first location has been amazing and it's not going anywhere. We love it and it's our home and we're staying, but we're limited in what we can do there. Like we were at capacity by about six months in, um, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we're definitely limited in terms of our ability to scale. So I've kind of been on the lookout for finding out where that next location might be for about a year now and found a great home. Um, what I'm really excited about is we're actually going to have a second studio space um, at Amy's Village. So, in addition to our kind of signature HIT classes, this is going to be more what I was talking about in terms of some of the, the strength work and some of the rehabilitation work and and, um, and even getting into kind of an athletic based yoga and really saying, like, what does the athlete need in order to be well balanced and to keep your body healthy and to keep your body moving so that we are staying injury free and we are able to con- continue progressing and staying strong, like, well into. Our, into our older years. And it's hard to think about being 90 when you're 30. Um, but the reality is, it's like if we look after our bodies now and, and get into that habit, then it's just going to be so much easier.
0: Totally. Well, even like you said, sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, my knee or my hip. And you're like, can you imagine what that's like when you're 90? Like it's going to be yeah. way worse if you don't keep up with it now. It's going to be
1: easier if we learn that and get those practices in exactly, And teach your bodies how to move now. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, especially
0: with functional movements. That's also what I like about Crush Camp. It's very all very functional, exactly. which is what you need when you get older. Not that you don't need some of the other fitness type of things, but it's good to just let your body move the way it's supposed to be moving and strengthen those type of muscles.
1: Exactly. Exactly, Rachel. And that's what we're expanding into even more and just going to be able to provide even yeah, more values and resources to that community. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Um, and. What was the what have been kind of the things you've had to work on now that you have like an extra load of work plus running your other studio? (laughs) What has that been like?
1: Oh, you're asking for the balance question. Is that what
0: this is? (laughs) Yeah, that was a round (laughs) question. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, no, I think that that's. Balance is always, I think, going to be a challenge of, of life and of entrepreneurship, for sure. I'm um, definitely one of those people who have always had, like, the 10,000 ideas, but, like, you know, limited resources, or I always joke about, like, I have million-dollar ideas and a hundred-dollar budget. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you do the best you can with what you have. Um, we worked really hard to, just, to, to establish a really strong team in my studio, and I'm so proud of my team and, and what they've done. They can accomplish because they've really made it possible for me to be able to focus outward. And we've been working on that for for almost a year, probably since about last August, was when we kind of started really building up that leadership team and delegating to the point where I'm like, I have been able to focus my energy kind of externally um, while still obviously keeping a pulse and staying present in in the studio as well. Um, Obviously, this always new questions and challenges that come up and now we're into like the building process and the construction management and like and the team onboarding and the training and all that stuff but it's like we've learned so much and and my team has learned and grown so much that I mean it it would literally and truly be impossible without them and without that support and without those processes at least and yeah we still have a lot to learn and a lot to improve upon but but I know like I, I truly truly know that we're ready for it and and ready to just, I can I'm going to say we're going to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't not say it. I that. can't not say it, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And for people that are building a team or looking to scale or uh, maybe struggling with the people management team building kind of thing, how have you managed such a strong team and how have you like fostered that community within your internal system? Hmm, hire a
1: business coach.
0: <laughs> Honestly,
1: that's the best advice I can have. No, There's a lot of books about how to run a business, and there's a lot of books on how to manage and lead, but nobody teaches you how to do it. Like, you know, that, that was, I think, the biggest, like, shocker to me, if you will. Like, I don't think I realized, like, Probably eighty percent of my job is just, is just people, um, and I, I'm so fortunate that like the people I have on my team are some of the most inspiring, incredible humans I've ever met. And there's twenty of them, you know, and and nobody ever taught me like like I don't know how I ended up with twenty employees. I feel like that <laughs> happened overnight. Um, but but and they're all incredible humans. But everybody has kind of their own little their own little quirks and and their own, their own support that they need. And they're like, how do I do this? I'm like. I don't know (laughs) let's figure it out together and that's just the life of a startup right like that's that's entrepreneurship um yeah what do people do if they're looking at that you yeah you i i I honestly the only thing i can say is is hire a business coach like you can read as many books as you want but it's like nothing replaces having somebody to actually say like how can i lead this conversation how do i do this how can i
0: handle this yeah and For people who want to start a business who are just either they're at a 9 to 5 and they hate their job Mm -hmm. we all know the feelings Um, what are some of the practical steps they should take to get going like I know you were worried about taking Mm -hmm. the lead maybe getting fired isn't on the list but like (laughs) if, if that's not what else can they do
1: so figure out like make a list of the things that you can do so those are for me like getting my fitness certification which in doing so I also just met a couple people along the way and things about that. I attended a bunch of studios, again, just to see what was out there and doing my research, meeting people along the way. made a list of, like I say, meeting the bankers, meeting the realtors. That stuff's all free. You can just book appointments and, and you'll be amazed. The banker will be one of your best resources because they know everybody and bankers see things. Definitely write a business plan. It surprises me how many business owners don't have one. I have a 25-page one, long one that I worked on for about three months. But write it so that you're answering the questions. You're asking and answering questions. And then get somebody, even if it's like a parent or a parent's friend or just another business owner, like somebody to read it and review it for you. And it's not to say that you have to take their word as gospel, but they might just uncover some questions that you didn't have otherwise. One of the things know everybody always tells entrepreneurs to do is to try to connect yourself with somebody who's done what you want to do and I find that's really hard because it's hard to just go and be like hi successful business owner (laughs) I want to do the same thing as you will you tell me and it's it's true that it's like you will find somebody who will um but it's it can be really awkward if you're looking for an easier way to do that I joined work nicer is like a you know a like a community of entrepreneurs or even like the yyc entrepreneurs facebook group is also another good way to start where you can just like post up put a questions be like can anybody help me with my social media strategy and inevitably somebody will say they can um and the last thing i would say is if you are thinking of starting a business especially if it's like a people or service-based business like mine is and it's not like a solo shop i'd recommend reading e-myth and just asking yourself to do you want to be a business owner and an entrepreneur, or do you want to be a technician? And I think that's a really important differentiation. I know a lot of people in the fitness industry start as trainers, and they just get frustrated working for their boss. I'm going to do this on my own. And it's not just in the fitness world. I started as like I wanted to own a business. I love running the business actually more than I love teaching classes, and I enjoy teaching classes. But but those are different jobs, and like running the business means budgets and spreadsheets and build-outs of construction. And I can't tell you how many of my coaches and trainers have been like, I always thought I wanted to run a business until I watched you do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure how to do that. But, you know, if you love to train, you should be training, not managing people and ends and leases and landlords, right? And I think that's an important differentiation to just do a little bit of, like, self-research and, and digging before you kind of sign Right. Well it's okay to admit that
0: too. I feel like we're living in this like weird culture right now where everyone needs to be an entrepreneur and you need to run your own business and you like you're not cool if you're not the head of a company, you know? And so I think it's important just to accept that if you if you don't want to do that part, then don't because I'm the same. I don't want employees. I don't want any of that. Like I just want to work for myself, not talk to anybody and just like live my life as opposed to like what you're doing, which is like too many employees. <laughs> so like I'm oh not you know, so you just have to like admit that yeah. to yourself and be like it's okay if you don't wanna like Run a multi-million dollar company or something you know like that's not your goal yeah so um there's a couple more questions um how do you reground yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed
1: okay I know a couple things I have um one is I will often have done it many times like write a letter to myself just kind of like filling myself up but celebrating what I have accomplished because you know I'm the type of person I'm always like I want to do this and this and this and it's so many ideas that it can be very overwhelming And you get a lot of input from um, the outside world too. But sometimes, like I again, I still write down my daily wins and go back and I'm like, holy cow! Like I've actually accomplished a lot and I've done a lot, and I'm so proud of how far we've done and how much we have done. And sometimes I just have like writing that down to myself and just like rooting myself in that really helps. And every Sunday I do literally write myself like, here's what we accomplished last week and here's what I can be really proud of. So that's one. Number two is like just take a day off. Like and it's really hard to do sometimes, but like. Turn off my email for a day and just totally send a day away and out of it. That definitely helped and is super necessary sometimes. Or three, sometimes just like going out for a run. It's done not fast and it's not about working out for me, but just like plugging in my music, being out by the river and in the sunshine just allows me to just kind of like clear my head and like regret my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Being outside really. Does that too. to the mountains, too, is always a, always a solid that. <laughs> totally. I know we're
0: lucky that we live so close that
1: we can mm-hmm. just do that.
0: Um, are there any specific tools or resources that help you stay organized and managing everything that you're doing?
1: Yeah. So, one of the tools that my business coach actually helped me implement was we, I do weekly rocks with myself and with my leads team. And so that same time sunday when i write down my here's what i'm proud accomplishing for last week i look at my upcoming week um and my schedule and my meetings and what i have going on and i pick out my like top three rocks like these are the most important things that absolutely have to happen this week and that should have the most of my attention and i write them down and then i write down like the list of everything else that has to happen and then i literally slot up my days and i make a checklist every day monday to friday and that helps me look at my week and actually see like okay if I need four hours to focus on this thing, do I actually even have the time in my week to do that? And it lets me see where that's gonna happen, so that on Monday, if I don't have time to do that, I'm like, that's okay, I have time set aside for this on Thursday, but it also lets me say, I don't have time for this this week, can I change something, can I tweak something, or do I have to deprioritize something? And it just gives me a way better sense of control, where when I wake up in the morning, like I know important thing is to happen today and if it's not on the list it's not on the list and it goes on the next week list and it just really helps me and my team i think just kind of keep grips on like staying focused and reducing that overwhelm yeah that's actually
0: a great idea i make a i'm a list person too but usually yeah. i just
1: make one list for the
0: whole week but splitting it up between which days instead of just having this like massive massive list on monday
1: that's a great way to, well, to do Well, then by 7 it. p.m. on Monday, when everything's checked off, you're not worrying about the rest of the things on the list. That's on Tuesday's list. Right. So it actually gives me a sense of accomplishment. When like, cool, I did everything today <laughs> that right. I, I was going to do, and now it's okay to unplug and just like Netflix. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I really like that.
0: Um, you mentioned a couple books al- along this podcast, yeah. but is there any other podcasts or books that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, um, I really like Tribe of Mentors, especially for like a newer business owner, entrepreneur. Um, I'm sure others have told you like it can be lonely, right? And you probably know that as, as a as a business owner, especially when you are earlier on and you don't really have that full tribe or like entrepreneurial community yet. Um, and sometimes all you just like want is somebody else who's been in your shoes and knows what that feels like to have those challenges. So really like Tribe of Mentors is just like short kind of stories and excerpts from Business owners and entrepreneurs around the world and it's kind of this like a little daily dose of inspiration. Sometimes I like waking reading one or two just in the morning and just kind of sets my tone for the day. Like you have know, the advice of Steve Jobs with you for today. So that's been a great one. Podcasts, I I get a lot of entrepreneurial stories. So how I built this by Guy Raz is is obviously a classic. Um, they're just always great stories and it always kind of gets my mind churning in that kind of entrepreneurial way. Love it. And where can people find you in crush camp and everything? Yeah. Um, well, if you want to come to class, we're on 17th Avenue, um, right across from Model Milk next to the funeral home. We haven't actually had to ship anybody over there yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a promise. And coming to East Village in August, which is going to be great. Um, uh, me, I'm at Emily EmilyNYYC on Instagram. Our website's is and just at crushnam on Instagram. We're all great ways to find us. I pretty much am the one reading that goes around, so if you send us a DM, I will see yeah. it. If you want to come to class, send me a DM. I will be happy to. Awesome, thank you so much, that was a great interview. Thank you so much, Rachel.